How you doing? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Leather Helmet Fandom Podcast. Today, you will be joined by Ian Pisarchuk and myself, Caleb Consman. We'll be going over Week 10 predictions, our favorite, least favorite, and underdog picks brought to you by FanDuel. You want to get all the unders and overs, go over to FanDuel.com, download the app. Let's just jump right into how we did last week. How'd you do, Ian? I went 11 for 14. Pretty good week for me. What, what'd you do? 8 for 14. Um, Solid. Let's jump right into last last week's highlight games. What do you got, Ian? Um, I went to the Raiders and Chargers here. Pretty good game. It was basically back and forth the whole game. Um, I'm skipping all the way to the midway through the third quarter when the Raiders finally got an 11-point lead with a touchdown from Darren Waller. Then you skip all the way to the fourth. Some more back and forth, this and that. Down by five points, the Chargers were. Three minutes left. Justin Herbert leads his team to the Raiders' four-yard line with 10 seconds left. He throws two fades, one to Mike Williams, which, of course, he drops. I feel like 50-50 balls. He catches it, but he's always like out of bounds. Another situation just like that. And the second one he throws up to, I think, the second or third string tight end. Might have been the third string tight end. Um, Caught it. Um, Chargers were going wild. Uh, After review, though, uh, you watch it. Looks like you caught it. Looks like you caught it. Get to a certain angle. You could see the ball comes out of his hands, hits the ground. Big disappointment. Chargers-wise, Raiders win. Um, Chargers can't find – they just can't win. Yeah, it's a shame. It's like they don't know how to. It makes no sense. They're They're looking good offensively. It's just their defense just can't hold up during games, and they're just choking in every situation possible. I mean, defensively, it's like they almost do enough, too. Um, It is an offensively driven team, so the defense doesn't need to carry them. But they just they're like one or two plays away from like being a team with a winning record, and they just can't get it get it together right now. But um, some game notes from that: Herbert looks very good, like he has all season basically. You know, it's insane. He's hooking up with all his wep- all of his weapons: Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, and people forget about it. But this guy's gonna get Austin Eckler back soon. Oh yeah, I, I mean about that him. that's a big thing. Um, Herbert's going to utilize him, and it's just another big weapon that Herbert's going to get, and he's probably going to look even better because of it. Turn to the Raiders' side of the ball offensively. They're built very differently. They go through the run game. That That's how their whole offense works. J- Josh Jacobs is basically their workload guy. He gets all the carries, and that sets, sets up the pass. Um, starting with the pass game, though, Darren Waller takes the lead in that. And then he, Derek Carr just kind of spreads it out evenly after that. Um, Henfro, Aguilar, Ruggs, not, re- not big-name wide receivers at all, but they do enough because he just spreads the ball around so much. And last thing, um, I, think it, I think we can finally say it. Henry Ruggs, zero catches, they picked the wrong wide receiver. Um, look at what C.D. Yeah, Lamb has been doing. They need to use him more, though. They're not using him enough. You need to use him more, but... You know, when His people like Nelson low. Aguilar are, are getting catches and doing that, he's not, a, he's not a spectacular wide receiver. So, obviously, Ruggs isn't maybe deserving of those. He's just not getting open enough. Where if they drafted CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy just went off this week. I think I we think, all projected that, though. Like, going into it, even the analysts that do it for a living, they all had Ruggs not up there. And then all of a sudden, he was the first wide receiver overall drafted. And I was like, whoa. That's true, but, and I don't think it was like a reach. I think they really wanted yeah, a definitely. speedy wide receiver to take it, take off the top, but they, they just failed. You know, they might end up with that speedy wide receiver, but he might end up being like a John Ross type of player, which you know would be a huge mistake pick for them if he is. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what's your game? Uh, right before I jump into my game, which is Fins versus Cards, all I have to say is the. Falcons almost lost again and choked <laughs> to the Broncos. And if they did that, if it wasn't for the Broncos being offset or whatever it was, um, they possibly could have ran down and then brought the game back and beat the Falcons. And if the Falcons let that up again, that's pathetic. Anyway, to jump on the game, I was actually going to talk about Finns versus Cardinals. It was a shootout. Two very, very young, talented quarterbacks. People think last game, Tua didn't really show anything and I think this was his more coming out game just because yes last week's game was more just 
defense. He didn't really have to do anything at all. So now Tua finally got his time to show that he was good. Um, Cardinals defense hasn't been horrible. Uh, obviously, he made him look bad. But realistically, they just played a little bit too passive. And like a lot of the plays, if you're watching it, the Cardinals defense, three of their linebackers are just chilling back. And Dolphins just throw it straight like right over the line. And then someone just runs it for like five yards or whatever. Or they just play man to man on the outside and then throw it to one of their players short and then get like a first down. That's how it was the entire game. There was no really like deep, deep throws besides a couple. And it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. But the main keys of the game was in the very beginning, first drive, Cardinals had the ball and Murray fumbles it. And then they pick up, they scoop it up, get six. Dolphins are up 7-0. And then right after that, Murray goes down, ties it up. But in the first quarter alone, there was 28 points scored. Both team 14 and 14. They had it tied. And they just kept going back the back and forth the entire time. I think it was at the end of half was 24-17. Um, so it was a very high-scoring game. But the key note was basically that the Dolphins... Box, uh, stacked the box on the line and they kept giving pressure to Murray over and over. We all know he's a short dude, small hands, whatever, just like everyone's been talking to him, try to downgrade him because of that. So they put the pressure on nonstop and that's how they got one of the first fumbles and uh, turned it over into a touchdown. But they put the pressure on nonstop and then the they had like four wide outs almost every single time Cardinals and they just played man to man the entire time. Cardinals got some passes with pass uh pass interference, just playing man to man that happens sometimes, especially when you have so much talent like that on the Cardinals. Um it's kinda hard to not get beat, so then you kinda just do the holding and then they get the penalty and move down the field. So a couple of those happened, but the main key was because the Dolphins defense um stacked the box, put pressure in Murray, and when you put pressure in Murray, he doesn't perform as well, although it's kind of hard to say because he did perform actually well, really good. Put this pressure game. on anyone though; that's what's going to happen. Oh yeah, it's a good, good thing to do against any quarterback. Yeah, he's just lucky; he has so much talent to to get rid of the ball so fast, mm-hmm. and they can make plays um, going up and down the field. And like I said, when it's man to man, you have that much talent. A penalty is going to come here and there for holding or um, just being pass interference in general. So, anyway, it comes down to the very very end and. The last two drives, Dolphins drive it down, and they kick their field goal. They make the field goal. I believe this was also in Arizona. So um, Cardinals get the ball back, and they have like a minute and something seconds left. And then they take the ball all the way down. They get to their 30, I think it was, yeah, the 39 or something like that. And basically they're going for the field goal kick. It's a 49-yard field goal kick, just like Pat McAfee talked in his podcast. He said, in some stadiums, yes, you shouldn't be missing that. But as a kicker, your number one job is to get that done. And for him to say that is a big thing because he he was a great punter, was never a kicker, but he understands how how you should be doing kicking-wise. And he was in Arizona. The air is dry, so the ball just flies. And he missed a 49-yard field goal, and that was the end of the story. So basically, the defense in the Dolphins is what won the game and it was a great game overall. If you want to watch the highlights, just look down below in the comments. We'll have the links to both um, highlight videos of both games. But all I have to say is, one, Murray's a beast. He has 283 passing yards and 108 or 106 rushing yards with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Like, And he was getting pressured nonstop by Dolphins. Dolphins' defense was actually pretty good, and they've been pretty good recently. So to do all those stats and not take away the uh, W, you really just got to, like, come at your defense hardcore because that's just a disgrace. You should win that game. All the stats scream that um, Cardinals win, but they didn't. And then Tua, he also had a very, very good game, too. He went 248 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and 35 uh, rushing yards. It wasn't as good as Murray, but like I said, the only reason Dolphins won was because of the defense, and they played – the whole defense scheme a lot better, especially towards the end when they had to stop the ball. They stopped them farther back than the Cardinals did for the Dolphins to get their field goal. So in the end, like I always said, defense wins the game. And no matter what happened, this was a shootout. The defense won the game at the end. So, Yeah, just talk to uh, highlight one of your points, Kyler Murray, a beast. You know, in a league of, 
you know, you see Lamar Jackson and you used to see Michael Vick run around a lot. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a quarterback like as agile as him. His like cuts and shit are so quick and smooth and it's like it looks like it'd be impossible almost tackle that dude one-on-one to me michael vick and lamar jackson are a little bit of course they're faster but like straight line speed they have great cuts too especially lamar jackson he'll make you miss for sure but something just looks crazy about kyler murray he always looks like he's like going to pass it to as he's doing the cuts like lamar jackson will take it up and like bring it up to his like chest kind of like he's a mm-hmm. running back not more just holding on the ball and running it like Wilson kind of does that too he doesn't pull it up like he holds it like he's going to pass it still mm-hmm. no matter what and I think as being a mobile quarterback that definitely helps you a lot to be able to read the field as you're doing all that and if you can't read the field as you're doing all that then it's going to be a downfall to you and I think that's why Jackson can't do what Wilson and Murray and uh, Mahomes does because he just takes it like people always said he's more of a running back than a quarterback and this year is not proving it but it's kind of giving it more of a debate to talk about it no I agree he he definitely needs to work on his passing but Lamar Jackson's a talent he just needs to really improve on what he's done but uh let's go ahead and move into the week 10 predictions you want to start this one off Colts versus Titans Monday (laughs) night football take it away Caleb um, I got the Titans. I mean, it was such a hard pick. I was going back and forth, back and forth. I was like, Colts defense is really good. The rush defense is really, really good. I might be able to stop Henry, but I don't really know if they'll be able to score at all because Phillip Rivers is just ass. They're <laughs> so hurt, too. That team is so hurt offensively. I know Hilton might be back, but either way, their their team's so hurt, and they don't really have that much weapons, and Rivers just turns over the ball way too much. It was just a hard pick to go, but since you can't score that no, that much, even if you hold Henry back, I still feel like they can score enough, and I just have to give it to the Titans. Plus, Titans are home, and I just, I don't know. I, Titans are coming off a uh, nice W, so I think they'll take it for sure. No, I, uh, I also went with the Titans here. It's weird. Colts are a good team, but I just, like, I can't see them that way. It's not, they're in my head, they're not. Right. Um, but, you know, you watch their game and you're like, damn, this defense is legit. And the offense may be nothing special, but they do move the ball and put up points. Just not a crazy high number. But I look at the Titans and I'm like, I think they could play mistake-free football here. I think Tannehill will be smart with the football and just, you know, will hand the ball off to Derrick Henry a bunch. Um, I see a low-scoring affair, uh, 49 points. Really like the under here. And I think the Colts are going to try to sell out and stop Derrick Henry every way possible. So I think they may be able to limit Derrick Henry on the ground game, but that's going to open up passing lanes for the likes of A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith, and Corey Davis. I expect A.J. Brown to have a pretty big game here. Expect him to score a touchdown or two. Um, And I just like the Titans on this one. The Colts' offenses aren't going to be able to produce enough points in this one. Yeah. Um, Another thing to go over, uh, the Colts, like you were saying, they're just – the Titans might be mistake-free. The only reason the Colts like are even close to this game is because of their defense, and they might be able to hold the Titans. But I still just think that Titans' weapons are so like much better than the Colts. Like AJ Brown's been doing crazy stuff week in and week out. Corey Davis has been looking a lot better uh, to the past year to this year. So I think overall, the Titans. You just got to give it the Titans. The Colts could possibly win though. I'm not. I'm not going to count them out for sure. For sure. But, Anyway, let's move on to the next one. Texans versus Browns. Who you got, Ian? Um, I actually, this was tough for me, but I went with the Browns. Um, I still can't. That Texans defense, they're just not good enough. There's a chance Watson just takes over the game and wins, but um, I just can't pick that te- uh, that Texans team with that defense. They're so bad, and they'll just let up points to just about any offense, I think. So I think this could be some back-and-forth scoring. Um, but I picked the Browns mostly because they're at home, and I believe Hunt's going to have a pretty big game on the ground, and especially in the air. I expect him to have like a few catches and get some yardage that way. Yeah, I got the Browns too. Um, they're home, and the craziest part is I know it's not really – people aren't really talking about it, and it, it might not happen, but the Browns are still in the division. Um, Ravens have two losses. I think Browns have two losses, maybe three. I kind of forget but either way Steelers have to play Ravens again Browns have to play Ravens again so 
Browns could take a, uh, an L or a W from the Ravens. Steelers could take a W from the Ravens. And honestly, Browns could somehow sneak in there. So I think they're still playing to make playoffs, regardless of how good Steelers and Ravens records are and how good they are team-wise. So I think they're still in it, and they want to get this W, especially being home and Chubb being limited at practice. He might be back, so if he is back, uh, that defense is so bad, like you are saying. I honestly could see 200 rushing yards between both of them, especially if they go up uh, right in the beginning of the game. If they go up, then easily 200-plus rushing yards between both of them. And I just I just think they'll shut them out at that point. But either way, I think Texans won't be able to keep it close just because they're going to just make sure that Watson tries to do everything he possibly can. But it won't be enough. And Brown's defense isn't horrible, but they can they can get to, uh, to the passer and then cause corruption and mm-hmm. turn the game over to them and win it. So I got the Browns for sure. Uh, let's move on to the next game, though. Football team versus Lions. Who you got? I want the Lions here. Um, Alex Smith looks to be the starter this week for the uh, Washington football team. I still don't know what he really brings to the table. I think he is a smart quarterback, but... With that being said, he had a couple key turnovers last week that didn't look good. I expect Matt Stafford to have a pretty big game passing. He cleared concussion protocol earlier this week, so he's good to go. But a key thing to look into this week is Kenny Galladay. He was out last week. Possibly he plays this week. Not really sure on that. But if he plays, um, I pretty much have the lines as a lock in this one. Yeah, I got the lines as well. Um, As far as this morning... He didn't practice, so I think Galladay is out. Um, obviously, it's just Tuesday, so there might be some time that he can come back and play, but it's most likely looking like he's not going to play. And either way, even if you don't have him there, I still think he'll be able to win because they do have a decent running game. And the football team lost their quarterback. Smith came in through three picks, and they still lost. They They kept it close, but that just shows, like, how bad the Giants are, to be honest. People keep saying the Giants look better, Giants look better. I even think the Giants look better than the record says. But if you throw three picks and you still kept kept the game that close, then obviously you know, your defense is pretty decent. So I think it will be not that far of a game, maybe like plus minus six, I would say. I would leave it at. But the Lions are home. I think they want to the win more. And like I said, I think they can run all over them. Also, Peterson said that he wants to show Washington – what they let go, which is a huge thing. And I look for Peterson Peterson going over 60 rushing yards for 60, sure. Oof. I know Swift's in the backfield there with him, go. but um, I think he, I think with him saying that and the Lions not really being much and the Washington Reds, uh, Washington football team, my bad, uh, isn't really doing much either, and they're probably not going to both make it to playoffs, I think they're going to let Peterson run the ball and give him his respect to show them that they shouldn't ever let go of him because he's very, very talented still to this day. So Yeah, that excites me. Adrian Peterson was like my idol growing up. Um, I loved how that dude played and ran the ball with such a fierce um, attack of yeah. the defense. He was just willing to run you over but still had the ability to cut you up. So I love that Adrian Peterson prediction. A little bit of a hot take, I think. 60 yards is a lot for that old guy right around is, now. But, but uh, I could see it happening. He's had games like that even higher than 60. Mm-hmm. Just randomly just broke out. So with him just saying that, the Washington football team not being like the best offense, I could see them having a the ball a lot and honestly going up on them. So they'll have to run the ball a lot more. Obviously, the rushing defense is still pretty decent. But I can honestly see him just going over 60, hopefully, as long as they give him enough carries. Mm-hmm. Moving into the uh, Buccaneers versus the Panthers game, I think it was pretty obvious. I went the Buccaneers here. I kind of expect them to blow out the Panthers. They have to be pissed off after the loss to the Saints. They were embarrassed. They looked awful. Everyone expected to be a, a great game, and it was like from the first minute the game started, the Buccaneers looked awful, and the Saints just kind of looked like they wanted – to take the win and just blow him out. Um, so I expect Tom Brady to be mad, um, work his ass off in practice, get his team working and uh, ready for this game. And I think the Bucks defense is going to be able to shut down this Panthers offense. Christian McCaffrey possibly out this week. 
And if it turns into a little bit of a more one-dimensional passing game, I think the Bucks are good enough to be ready for that and slow down their passing attack. What do you got? Um, so this one, a little bit back and forth with it, and there's a one-set denominator that is going to make me pick from both of them. Obviously, I'm saying it now because it's Tuesday, and we don't really know um, as the game or as the week goes on, we don't know who's going to be playing until like the day of, especially when a guy's day to day. But if Christian McCaffrey is playing, no matter if he's limited or not, then I got Panthers for sure. Um, he's a game changer. We saw it last week versus the Chiefs, and no matter what, the Chiefs defense I still think is like top tier, like I would say top five, top eight defense in the league right now, and. For him to just come out after his injury and do that again, obviously he's a beast, but I just think he's a game changer and he can honestly make the Panthers take their next step in their offense and really shine. So no matter how good the Bucks defense is, which they looked awful versus the Saints, awful, then I think they can honestly do enough to beat the Bucks. But if Christian McCaffrey is out, I have the Bucks strictly because, like you said, they're going to rely on their pass game way too much. Uh, I know Mike Davis will still be there, mm-hmm. but Mike Davis is nothing like Christian McCaffrey. I don't care what you say. Um, he's just a whole different beast. So if you take him out, also, if you do have Christian McCaffrey in, you have Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis, so they can go back and forth, keep each other uh, fresh. yeah, fresh, and their wheels just turning nonstop the entire game instead of hurt. And just like last week we saw when Christian McCaffrey got hurt, Mike Davis went in, filled him in. But if you have just one person, he, he he's going to get tired over and over, especially with the Bucks having such offensive weapons. They're going to th- be moving down the field nonstop. But all I have to say is last week the Buccaneers just disappointed, and you have like probably one of the most talented offensive teams put together in NFL history. Uh, some can debate otherwise, but I think in my eyes it's the most talented uh, but I think the number one thing that falls under the radar is how bra- how bad Brady played, and Brady can do that from time to time, and then from time to time he can shine like crazy. So if the Buccaneers lose this game, how how concerned are you for their team? I'm super concerned. I mean, you like I said, they have like the most talented offensive team. You have three amazing weapons, and honestly, I can see people start like bitching and complaining, especially Mike Evans. I think he's gonna be the first person to start bitching and complaining. Because he was so dominant year in, year out. And then, like, that was his team. Godwin came along. I think he got mm-hmm. drafted a couple years ago. And then he started doing good. But they're still sharing targets. They weren't really winning, but they didn't they, really care. They were at, like, a 1A, 1B wide yeah. receiver combo, too. And so. now you throw Brown in it. You have two great, not great, but above average, maybe even above good uh, running backs. And you, you're just passing the ball all around. And the worst part about last week was... Brady tried feeding A.B. way too much. We talked about that in our other podcast that it might be like a downfall because you're trying to feed A.B. In, and it's very concerning if they lose. Very, very concerning. But the Panthers, with Christian McCaffrey, looked amazing versus the Chiefs. You can't say they didn't. So. No, for, for sure did. But um, let's move ahead. Eagles versus the Giants here. What do you have? <laughs> I feel like you got Eagles. <laughs> I got Giants. This is my second time picking them. I think last week, last time you picked the Eagles and I picked the Giants. Last time, Eagles were at home, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Eagles didn't look as good then. So I definitely was like, ah, oh, Giants got this. And like I said earlier, I think Giants are better than what the record shows. I still don't think they're really that good at all. But with them being home, it's a divisional game. They like to split. I said it last week, didn't split. Giants beat Washington twice now. But I honestly think the Giants aren't that horrible. And I think they can take this game away from them and split it right down the middle. Obviously, Eagles have some weapons coming back, so that might help them there. And they have been looking uh, good in the recent past couple of games. So I, I think they might be able to take it away, but I'm just going to go with the Giants. Who are you predicting, though? I went with the Eagles, of course. Um, I see no reason to go with the Giants just yet. The Eagles have been improving, and I think the Giants have been as well, but the Eagles are also getting weapons back, like you said. Um, Miles Sanders is returning. I could see him having a game with like a, over 100 scrimmage yards. Isn't Ertz coming back? Um, Ertz is not coming back He's yet, not. but Dallas Goddard's, uh He was back last game, but I think he was still a little 
the injury was lingering a little bit. I think he should be 100% healthy after the bye week. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey supposedly back. Lane Johnson. So we're getting some guys back um, just to help out with death. Lane Johnson's one of the best right tackles in football, so that that's a big upgrade. Um, I expect the Eagles to be able to get a win here. I wrote down first game of the season, Wentz doesn't turn over the football. I think this is huge moving forward. Um, Eagles defense has been playing all right. I expect them to play all right against the Giants. Carson Wentz needs to be smarter with the football, not turn over the ball. I think if he's able to do that, um, the Eagles will, will, get, will get the win. And I expect a big game for... Basically, all wide receivers on both teams. Um, I think the Giants are going to throw the ball a lot. They have a lot of talented weapons on each side of the ball. And the Eagles, you know, I love Travis Fulgham. I I think he'll be able to do what he did last time against the Giants. He put up some yardage. Greg Ward will do his thing. Yeah, I definitely like their uh, weapons a lot better. Um, Obviously, they have Giants have bigger names than their weapons, uh, but... I just like the way they've been performing lately, being the underdogs that they have been most recently. I just I like them, but I want to go against you, go against to the Giants, and they're at home. So I was like, let's split it 1-1 down the middle and move on from there. You know, the the at-home thing isn't a big factor to me. I mean, what is it, an hour and a half, two-hour ride down the turnpike? Yeah, but... Or whatever. So, like, it's just right there, easy enough to get to. I don't think... I mean, obviously, Eagles fans will be there, but I, I don't think it will be, like, that crazy of a difference that it will just be, like, split down the middle with the house of their fans being there and their fans not being there. But there's definitely, like, every almost every single player says there's definitely a different feeling being home than not being home. Oh, for sure. Just moving into the week with practice and everything like that, it's just a better feeling. So there is a little bit of advantage, but not much. But, like I said, the main thing is going against you and – Taking the split 1-1 versus each other, Giants and Eagles. Feel you. Uh, let's move ahead. Jaguars versus the Packers. You want to start this one off? Yeah, I got the Packers. Um, I think they're going to shut out the Jags. I'm seeing 150-plus rushing yards. Ooh. And I honestly can see the Jags throwing two picks, maybe even three picks. I don't believe – what's his name's back? Minshew. Uh, Minshew. I don't think he's back. So, I think as far as – the Packers being not that good of a defense, and I think they most recently just got their first pick. I can easily see them just destroying them. This game's at minus 14 for Packers, plus 14 for uh, Jags, and I honestly think it's going to be close to that, but you never really want to bet on anything around 14. But honestly, I could see them just blowing them out because the Packers' offense just can't be stopped, and Jaguars, there's no way they can score as much as Packers, regardless of what they try to do. Yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd easily go with the Packers at negative 14. Yeah, definitely. wouldn't really even bother me that much. I could easily see them doing that. Um, I also just wrote down Aaron Jones pops off. Um, I'm not going to say 150 rushing yards, but I could say at least over 100 in this one. I'm not saying 150 with just him, but with him and Williams. Well, yeah. Williams back? You know? Okay. So, yeah, but with both of them, maybe, I don't know. It's still just a lot with um, because Aaron Rodgers has been pass happy recently, especially with Devontae Adams. Their connection has been so good recently. Um, you never know if, you know, Rodgers just can get pass happy, throw it to Devontae Adams a bunch, give him a couple touchdowns. Um, easy win for the Packers, though. I don't think they're going to sweat this one out much. I think it may be close for a quarter or two just because the Jaguars are going to try to run so much with James Robinson. I like their running back, dude. Yeah. Surprise this year. Pretty good, actually. I do yeah. like him, too. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to see what the Vikings did to the Packers a week or two ago, and they're going to try to imitate that and do the same thing. Um, unfortunately, the Jaguars are not as good as the Vikings. So they're not going to be able to do that. But they, I think they will be able to run the ball for a little bit until the Packers get a league and they need to stop running the ball and start passing it. All right, let's move on to the next one just because we know Packers are taking that win. So maybe if we're doing spread predictions, that will be a little different. But Packers are definitely going to take that for sure. Um, Bills versus Cardinals. Who you got, man? I, I went with the Bills here. Okay. Um, in my mind, I wrote this down. Bills offense basically equal to the Cardinals offense you know I think you can flip those both around they both put up points maybe the Cardinals offense a little bit better but it's pretty close in my head you move to the defense side of the ball to me it's not really close the Bills defense is very good the Cardinals defense is not 
So I went with the Bills here because of that. I think the Bills will be able to limit the Cardinals. Um, definitely not stop them, but just slow them down enough to where the Bills' offense will be able to put up some points on the Cardinals' defense and win the game that way. But I think this all comes down to Josh Allen's play. If he is able to play well, the Bills will get this win. If he looks like Josh Allen from two, three, four weeks ago when he was not putting up numbers, I don't think they'll be able to win. So this all comes down to Josh Allen and his ability to be able to make plays like he did last week when they outscored the Seahawks. Yeah, see, I got Cardinals. I don't know about it being not even being close, but I just easily have the Cardinals in this one. Honestly, Josh Allen has only done anything nice versus shitty defenses. And before last week, we would have all been just like, yeah, Cardinals, yeah, Cardinals, yeah, Cardinals. Strictly because they beat the Seahawks doesn't really mean much because the Seahawks defense is ass, like complete ass, and everyone has been going off on Seahawks defense. Obviously, Seahawks been winning a lot of ball, a lot of ball games, but that's because Wilson has to be perfect. And like we've saw the past two weeks, Wilson not being perfect, and they took two L's in a row. So, I also have Cardinals being home. Murray coming off a crazy game. Like I said, the stats earlier, ridiculous. You can't go against it. Why would you ever bet against that? And coming off a loss, you really, really got to get that next W for sure with Cardinals if you want to have any chance of making playoffs, especially because I think Seahawks are in their division, right? Yeah. And they're just, they just took two L's. So now it's your time to break through that door and make your entrance and show that you're the number one in the uh, conference, in the, not conference, in the division. So I think they're going to easily take this. It's not, I'm not going to predict the scores or how close or how far we will be away from each other, but I easily would not stress this game at all, thinking that the Cardinals will lose. Even if the Bills go up by 14 straight off the bat, I still see the Cardinals doing it. One, just because Murray's a beast and he can turn around any game because their offense weapon's amazing. And then two, because although the Bills' defense is a lot more talented than Cardinals, I can see Cardinals putting enough pressure on um, Josh Allen. And like I said, Josh Allen's only been doing good this year versus shitty-ass defenses. So give me the Cardinals all day long, and let's move on from there. Um, yeah, I think Josh Allen does excel against defenses that aren't good, and I, but I, I don't think the Cardinals' defense is anything special at all. They, they allow so many points. They have against many teams, and I think the Bills could do the same thing. They picked Um, Wilson off three times, though. And how many points did he put up, though? Uh, So I think Wilson, if he was just smarter two or three times, then what happens? What's the score? Like, was Wilson put up 60 at that point? Yeah. Obviously, you can't take plays back, but I'm saying um, this all just comes down to Josh Allen. I think his wide receivers will be open. So if he's able to get it to him and play a good game, I think I think they take it. I mean, that's you said how um, how many points did he score? Still, then I mean, Seahawks still scored all over Bills too, regardless of what happened. They, it was still not that far off of a game, and Seahawks they still scored a lot. Offense is just you can't exactly you can't, you stop, can't stop them. So you can't stop that. Offense. So that's what I'm saying. You you get three interceptions, and they still somehow I think they pulled away the W. Cardinals, Cardinals? yeah, they yeah. won that game. So. They somehow got the the W on that, but like it's it's the fact that they're in the same well not they're in the same division, but uh, Cardinals are shooting for a division being first in their uh, division, and Bills are already first in their division, and Bills are coming off a W, Cardinals are coming off a loss, Cardinals at home, and Murray looked amazing, like e amazing last week i can't say it enough dude's an animal so let's see him go off again this week but anyway let's move on next game chargers versus fins who you got man you know i told aaron i gotta go up the dolphins um better so i'm going with the dolphins here it's not even so much because i believe the dolphins are the better team um i think it's just kind of clear now that the dolphins know how to win they have a winning culture they're they're working their asses off right now playing good football they look like a actually pretty good team whereas the chargers look like a good team i think the chargers offense is definitely better than the dolphins offense but right now the chargers just let games slip away um, make too many mistakes and key moments and i think the dolphins would be able to capitalize on that and get a w uh and that's pretty much all i have to say that the chargers 
they'll just continue to lose games as long as they make stupid mistakes and aren't able to capitalize. Like last week, you throw a 50-50 ball up in the hands. Got to come down with it, catch the ball. They haven't been able to come down. So I think the Dolphins will get the victory this week. What do you have? Yeah, I got the Dolphins for sure, too. Um, I look at it as more like, what have you done uh, for me lately? And the Chargers, what have they done? They've just disappointed their fans over and over and over. They should have won several games now, easily. But they didn't somehow. They just let up the lead somehow. They they come back, and then they don't win. And it, the games just look good on the highlight reel, I guess you could say. But as a Chargers fan, it's just disappointing. And Dolphins, maybe like Tua taking over was the right move that everyone was uh, coming at their head coach for. Obviously, that's just because they he didn't announce it strictly to Fitzy. But overall, I think with Tua coming back, looking as good as he did, like I said, what have you done for me lately? Well, you've done a lot. And their defense has been looking great week in and week out. I love the pressure that they put on quarterbacks, put on pressure to chargers and maybe they'll choke because they've been choking over and over and over so with that pressure i think they'll take away the win and i honestly see this being like uh over a touchdown uh difference for sure Mm. just because i think the dolphins can move the ball a lot more than chargers can move the ball but um yeah either way their their quarterbacks both are looking very good but uh herbert also has been making a lot of interceptions i've noticed week in and week out I don't know if it's really his fault because I haven't really paid attention to every single interception. But we, we saw Tua, he hasn't really made any mistakes really well lately. And if anything, he's extended the plays, ran for yards, and got his team into winning situations and then taking that ball, making the best of it, and getting the points he needs. So I think the fans will take it away. And got to give got to give him props, man. They looked like shit last year, complete shit. They mm-hmm. gave away... One of my favorite defensive players in the Steelers now, uh, Fitzpatrick, and he's been playing amazing. Gave away that talent from what he's shown from last year to this year, and you still have a good defense. You got to give him props and just easily. I I got the Dolphins for sure. Yeah, I don't want to put too much more time into this, um, but basically Tua versus Herbert, I'm excited. Yeah, I really am. These are two quarterbacks that can be in the league for a long time. Maybe great quarterbacks. Way too early to tell, but Justin Herbert definitely looks that way. And Tua has been playing at a pretty good level so far. So I'm just excited to see this game. Um, should be a close one. I, I think it's a lot closer than what you have it as. But it's just a game that, as a football fan, you want to see. You love the. You love the. You love to see the young quarterback talent taking over this league year in and year out. But past three years, there's been so much talent coming out of college for quarterbacks. You got to love it, man. You really do. Oh, for sure. Um, Let's move ahead, though. Broncos versus the Raiders. What do you have? I got the Raiders, man. I don't know why I've been uh, downplaying them, but they they got me sold, man. They really got me sold. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, last week they played the Chargers, and I predict the Chargers to win, like, just like me and Chargers fans, they know how it feels. They got disappointed. The Chargers could have won that game, and they just didn't. And the Raiders held on and took the game. But I just think their rushing game is really nice, and that's what will make them win the game, plain and simple, is how good they run the ball and move on. I believe last week also, Jacobs wasn't even their leader rusher. I don't even know who it was. Yeah, it was the backup. So when your backup is doing that too as well, obviously – you're going to be able to run over mostly anyone. I don't think they're one of the top, like, five, eh, maybe the top five rushing teams, but um, I just I just don't think they're elite elite, but they definitely have me sold now, and the Broncos just disappointed me last week when they could have beat the Falcons, and if you're losing the fucking Falcons <laughs> on the choke artist, choking against the choke artist, that's bad, so I'm going to go with the Raiders and rock with them. No, uh, I actually have the Raiders here as well. Kind of like what you said. It's not like the Raiders' uh, rushing attack is elite, but they don't need to be because they act like they're elite, if that makes sense. Um, They're willing to run the ball no matter what. Um, It could be a close game. They could be down by 10 points. They're going to keep running the ball. And as long as they do that, it sets up the pass so well for Derek Carr. That's when he's able to throw to all these, I don't want to say no-name wide receivers, 
but these average wide receivers, and Derek Carr makes them look good. Um, yeah, he's been looking a lot better. He's been uh, looking like that for, one time when they made it to playoffs. Uh, for sure. Um, Derek Carr, after that year that you just said, he had a serious injury. Right, in his back, I think it was. Yeah, his back. He, he didn't look good for the next couple of years, too many turnovers, things like that. I think he's coming back to form a little bit now. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's as good as then, but I don't think he also has the weapons. He has Darren Waller offensively, Josh Jacobs. No really passing weapons besides right. Waller. So Derek Carr's coming back to form. I expect him to throw a couple TDs here. Um, no turnovers on his side. Raiders outscore the Broncos. I still don't like the Broncos' offense. Um, they're just so limited, I believe. I don't expect Jerry Judy to be able to replicate what he did last week. I think the Raiders get the win. Pretty easy win, too. Um, I don't expect to be a close one. But let's move on. Seahawks versus the Rams. I'll start this one off here. I have the Seahawks. I'm just kind of done with the Rams, I think. Um, not That's like crazy because that was like your favorite I picks. Know. Like it's week just, in, week it's just, out. I saw that offense, and I'm like, this team needs to be able to put up points. They have too, too much offensive talent, but it just hasn't um, shined through yet. Um, this Rams defense... Can't stop the Seahawks. Like I said, I don't know really if anyone can stop the Seahawks, but this Rams defense is not good. So I expect DK Metcalf to do what he does, Tyler Lockett, you know, just Chris Carson be able to run all over him. It's so, crazy to say with, like, one of the most talented ever fucking uh, defensive players in our league history. So it's really crazy to say that they're trashed with that, but it is what it is. It's the truth. I mean, yeah, you you double team Aaron Donald, maybe triple team him every once in a while, and that Rams defense is nothing special. I actually have a question for you, Caleb. What's right, up? For this one, can Jared Goff score enough against the Seahawks defense to keep up with the Seahawks offense? Do you think he has the ability to? Uh, maybe to keep up with them, but not to win the game. Um, with that being said, I got the Seahawks too, but. I just I don't think he can do it enough just because like you were saying the Seahawks offense is outstanding and they have such talented weapons both on both sides and both running. I believe Chris Carson is coming back. Even if he's not, then screw it. Um you have Wilson that can run the damn ball himself. So I just I don't I think he could do enough to make it like not a blowout. But I don't think it will be enough to beat the Seahawks. That's say, for sure. say the Rams limit to the Seahawks offense to 34 points. Is there any shot Jared Goff puts up 35? No. No? And that's pretty Even bad. against that Seahawks defense? That's what I'm saying. It's pretty bad because <laughs> the Seahawks defense is horrible. But honestly, I'm, I'm just going to go with no. Um, I think the Seahawks defense can be better. Um, they just need to work on their trait more and just get better at the, at the game, to be honest. They, they really just aren't looking good whatsoever. But I think they do have some talent in that backfield to actually perform better than they have been. So I agree, too. With a good coach as well, um, you would think he would maybe be able to put his players in a better position come playoffs and some maybe some key matchups later on in the season. That's what good coaches do, even if you don't necessarily have the talent to be a good or great defense. Just Bringing that Seahawks defense up to, like, an average level yeah. would mean the fucking world to the Seahawks team with Russell Wilson, you know, having the reins. He'll be able to take your team as far as that defense kind of allows you because at this pace, um, Russell Wilson can't put up 35, 40 points every week. Yeah, another note take on this game. Uh, this division is straight-up Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. They're all super close. Anyone can have the game now with the Seahawks losing twice, Cardinals being one of those losses. And the Rams looking a little bit better, but the people they've beat aren't really that impressive, so it's not really much to say. But either way, I the Seahawks are coming off a loss as well, so to take two losses in a divisional game, or yeah, in a divisional game, is looks horrible for Seahawks, and honestly, will make them look like not even like Super Bowl contending anymore, just because you lost two to your division, two teams to your division, and you're slowly going down your division as your division slowly starts going up. So with it being coming off a loss and it's being their division, inside their division, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Like you said, do you think he's going to score enough? No, I don't think he's going to be score enough. But it, I, I do see it being a high-scoring game. I don't think it will be as close as a shootout as um, the Cardinals versus Dolphins, but I think it will be definitely a 
shootout to an extent. I don't know what part of the, the game, but somehow, some way, Seahawks will take over, especially when you got an offensive weapon that's also a defense weapon, fucking hawks down people. <laughs> well, let's take that game over. We'll, we'll move on to the Bengals versus Steelers, your team. Uh, Hell yeah. I really don't have to ask, but who do you got? I got the Steelers. I mean, I'm going with it, dude. I placed money on it, and as the as the season gets closer, I'm just crossing my fingers. I got them going undefeated, man. So week in and week out on this podcast, you will see me saying Steelers, 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 unless we somehow take an L. But for right now, we're fucking eight and O, first time in our franchise history. So you just got to do what you got to do. Keep getting those easy wins. We got Bengals this week. Their defense is trash. Um, obviously, Joe Burr has been looking nice, but with our pass rushing, like they're going to completely show him what a real NFL defense is and just completely get all over him. Clobber on the ball. Honestly, I could see two fumbles, maybe a fumble, and then maybe a pick or two just because our defense is so talented. It's not even funny. So I usually got the Steelers going in this, and honestly, let's let's throw a huge bowl prediction. I got them going to Super Bowl. That's my Super Bowl <laughs> prediction right now. Um, all right, I have the Steelers as well, but I also think this is going to be a close game. Steelers play down in their competition. They have pretty much since I was born, I think, out of the womb. So I have the I have the Bengals putting up a good game against the Steelers. I think. Well, um, it is divisional, so yeah, I think Burrow will be able to show. I don't want to use the word show why he's elite, but closing in to that place. I mean, he's doing so much with so little. Why right he should be now. recognized more and more. He's doing week. so much with so little. Um, he's able to put the ball exactly where he wants it. He doesn't get sh- like shaken up at all. He gets up even if he gets hit hard and throws a fucking bullet next pass as well. So in the end, I think the Steelers are going to be too much for that Bengals offense, the defense. But I see this being a pretty close game with the Steelers taking it at the very end. How you like it at? I think it's was that six and a half, maybe now seven. I think it's. I think I have it at seven and a half. Yeah, I I did get a bet for six and a half. So let's say if you were to take it when I took it at six and a half, how do you feel about six and a half? Because you I, said it's gonna be close. I honestly don't want it at any parts of it. Okay, because it might be close. It might not. Right. Um, when they're about to lose I'm to the Cowboys, it kind of scares yeah, you away from betting on them. It scares me away both ways. So I, I don't want to. I don't even want to touch it. Either way, I mean, other than last week, if you've been riding with the Steelers betting on their spread, they've won every single week besides this one past week. So it's kind of hard not to ride with them after they dropped it down significantly. I mean, you're at minus fourteen and a half. I think it was versus the Cowboys, and now they dropped it all the way down to six and a half. And now I think I have it at seven and a half. So. I mean, I got I placed a bet at six and a half, so I'm a rock with my Steelers. And honestly, if they show out, no one's gonna really give a fuck because they get cool. It's the Bengals, but if they don't show out, then everyone's gonna be on our dick. So all I gotta say is, let's just win this game and let's just go undefeated. Take me to the playoffs. Take me to Super Bowl. Make my year because 2020 has been sucking dick. Well, that'd be 2021 at that point. Yeah, but it's 2020, 2021 season either uh, yeah, way. I get it. You're rolling to 2021, feeling a lot better from 2020. 2020 was shit. It's rolling up. Ah, it's getting better and better and better. And you're rolling to 2021. You go to your fucking first Super Bowl parade. Why can't I? Why can't I? <laughs> All right. Last uh, 4 o'clock game of, the, of Sunday, 49ers versus the Saints. Send it to you. I, I got Saints. I mean, the 49ers, I would... In the beginning of the year, I would be very iffy on this game, but I easily have the Saints. They're way, way too hurt. I mean, they're hurt all over the place. And I just, you have like none of your starting weapons whatsoever that you did in the beginning of the year. And even if you threw one of them in there, you're still not going to win this game. Saints looked amazing versus Bucks, which is saying a lot. Obviously, they beat them twice, and obviously, it's a divisional game. But still, with that win, and they're at home. You just you just can't do it. Saints all day, baby. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about this. I have the Saints as well. Um, Michael Thomas returned last week. I think he was still a little in- injury lingering, still a bit try- trying to take off, uh, shake off some rust. Um, I expect Michael Thomas to have a pretty big game here. Um, and then I basically just think the 49ers season is over. They know that, and they're giving up on the season. So I have the Saints here. Easy, easy win. 
That's all I got to really say about it. We'll move straight into the Sunday uh, night game here. Ravens versus the Patriots. What are you thinking on this one? Easily got the pay. I mean, whoa, <laughs> Ravens. Uh, I mean, when you're about to lose to the Jets, I'm sorry, you just got to be wiped off this fucking discussion of even winning. You're you're gonna lose, no matter what. And I think it was very very ignorant to put the Ravens at the spread that they were at. I forget exactly what it is. I replaced my, seven. Yeah, I replaced I my fucking money on them because that is ridiculous. Patriots look like trash. I really think the Jets threw the game last last week. All you had to do was when uh, he threw the ball down in the middle and your offensive weapon falls on the floor. As a defense, there's fucking eight seconds left. Let him sit there, hover around him, don't touch him, let the time run out, end of story. Mm-hmm. But instead, they touch him, kick it for a field goal like... Honestly, I really think the Jets did that game, and they're like, yep, fucking do whatever you can do to make it not obvious, but lose us this game because this is a joke. And if the Patriots lost that, then we would all just be like, this would probably wouldn't even be close to seven, minus seven. Mm-hmm. So I got I got the Ravens, man. Patriots are trash this year. Yeah, uh, I can't really argue with any of that. I picked the Ravens as well. I think the only reason this is close is because I guess everyone's thinking Bill Belichick, he'll be able to you know hold Lamar. And uh, contain them, but I don't see it that way. This is a different Patriots team. They're too, they're uh, injured right now. Too many people left because of COVID. The team's just not playing well. They're not in sync. So I'm I'm on the Ravens here. Uh, big blowout game. Cam Newton with multiple turnovers. Lamar makes big plays with his legs. And like you said, I like the negative seven a lot. Yeah. I mean the Patriots. It's- they're just not the same team. It's prime time, man. The Ravens are going to do what they got to do. They're going to show up. They're not going to fucking sit there on national television and be like, yep, we just lost the Patriots. I almost lost the Jets. Not going to happen. So, money line, it's just obvious Ravens. So, let's move on. Next one. I think another obvious one, Vikings versus Bears. I got the Vikings. I think Cook is looking, honestly, like one of the best running backs this year. And he's been running, like, all over people, left and right, up and down the field. And even if he doesn't move as much as he's been moving the past couple of weeks, um, you, you still have weapons that have been performing amazing this past, actually in the beginning of the year, not so much that uh, towards the end of these closer games. But in the beginning of the year, they've been looking amazing. So I just think the Bears' offense is trash and will not be able to score enough to beat the Vikings. And it's plain and simple as that. So you got? There is a reason why the Vikings have the record that they do. It does seem like they have kind of changed their game plan up and feed Dalvin Cook even more now. So I get that they're a little bit different as a team as of now. But I went with the Bears in this one. Um, Bears are a good team. They have struggles sometimes offensively, but that defense is legitimate and will be able to... I, I think they'll be able to uh, contain Dalvin Cook here. I, I think Dalvin Cook's under 100 yards rushing this game. And if they're able to do that, I think Nick Foles is starting to heat up a little bit. He had a pretty good game last week, threw for a bunch of yards, threw some touchdowns. Um, I think Nick Foles is getting better each week, probably starting to get used to his targets more often. Allen Robinson is a top 10 wide receiver. Um, Jimmy Graham is starting to make some catches, make some plays. So I think Nick Foles is able to kind of take over this game and score enough points to where the Bears' defense is able to limit that Vikings' offense to a lower side. Um, I'm actually surprised here. It looks like maybe Vegas thinks the same thing. Um, Over under 44.5. That ain't much at all. Yeah, it's not a lot. So I think they're thinking the same thing I am. Bears are the underdogs. It's a close one, though, but I'm going with the Bears at home. Monday night football, Bears get the victory. That's uh, crazy. I think that's one of like your top three underdog picks of the year. I think your other one was back when you first said Jets, and then you've never picked the Jets since. I've picked the Bears before, and I don't know if I'll ever pick them again because their offense is fucking trash. I mean, you. I really think they have one of the worst offenses in the league. All you have is one good weapon, and Nick Foles can be anyone at any given time, either trash or good, trash or good. Sometimes amazing, but to know what he's going to do in week out, week out, week in and week out, I just can't bet against him. I, I look at it as what have you done for me now? 
Vikings have done a lot more for me from now. I agree with that, but then you also go to Kirk Cousins, and he is basically the same exact quarterback as Nick Foles. Sometimes good, sometimes not, throwing multiple interceptions. And that's why you have Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I guess, but the Vikings defense also isn't good. Um, They have an advantage with Dalvin Cook. I, I definitely think that, but I think defense can win you games. I think the Bears defense does that at home. I think that is a big thing. Right before we jump into our favorite, at least favorite, and our underdogs, I want to see real fast just which games we're off because I think we're like pretty much guessing the same shit. But Colts versus Titans, you have Titans, right? Yes. Texans, Browns, you got Browns? Yes. Football team versus Lions, you got Lions? Correct. Bucks versus Panthers, you got Bucks. I got Bucks if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Eagles versus Giants, I have Giants, you have Eagles, so that's one. And then Packers versus Jags, we both have packs. Bills versus Cards, you have Bills, I have Cards, right? Correct. So that's two. And then Chargers versus Finns, I got Finns, you have Finns. Broncos versus Raiders, we both have Raiders. Seahawks versus Rams, we both have Seahawks. Bengals versus Steelers, we both have Steelers. 49ers versus Saints, we both have Saints. Ravens versus Pats, we both have Ravens. Vikings versus Bears, I have Bears, you have, I mean, I have Vikings, you have Bears. Correct. So that's three games to look out for that might make or break who has the better record. Eagles versus Giants, Bills versus Cards, and Vikings versus Bears. They're all pretty pretty good, close yeah, games, they're too. they're close games. I feel uh, very certain with the Eagles one, though. I feel good about that one. Um, the other two really could be flipped either way. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you did take it, but it'd be because of those two games. I could I could see us coming out next week with the same exact winnings. To be honest, like one of the three, or uh, no, well, I guess not we that can't. No, yeah, no. we can't. Never mind. Unless Scratch there's that. A fucking another tie or some shit. Oh, that'd be <laughs> crazy, man! If if somehow, some way, uh, you win it by the Eagles and Giants, I'm gonna be pissed. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's move into our fan duel, favorite, least favorite, and underdog picks for week 10. Um, I want you to start this one off. I guess we'll go with our... Let's do least. Least favorite pick of the week. What do you got? Least favorite pick is for sure going to be the Eagles versus Giants. They played before. It was close as hell. Eagles were actually home. I don't remember who was favored, but I just don't like the game one because I don't like the division, and the division is just asked this year i can almost possibly agree or would most people would agree that it's just ass this year so i just don't really want to watch the game and then not just that it's three and a half i think they have it at so i just don't really like the game whatsoever to bet on and i don't really know who's going to win but for whatever reason picking the giants so i just I'm just going to stay away from it for sure. Yeah, my least favorite pick of the week, Chargers versus the Dolphins. Um, I think it'll be close, um, and it will come down to who wants it more. It'll be it'll come down to if the Chargers are able to actually make that player two at the end of the game to win. These are two, I'm going to say, these are two good teams. Um, even the Chargers with the record, they're a good team. They're a very good offense at the very least. So... Um, with the over-under at 48-and-a-half, um, I don't like that. With the Chargers being plus 2-and-a-half, not a big fan of that. I'm just going to stay away from this game completely. All right, well, let's move on to our uh, underdog picks. Who you got? Um, I started off with this. No, I wanted to go with the Seahawks versus the Rams. Decided against that, went with the Bears versus the Vikings. Okay. Bears are plus two and a half here. Um, I think, the like I said, Bears will limit the Vikings' run game. Nick Foles getting hot. And Allen Robinson's going to show off. He, like I said earlier, top ten wide receiver in this league. Nick Foles is feeding him, getting him the ball. He'll go over 100 yards receiving Allen Robinson. Kind of lead that uh, Bears team to a victory. Show off that... Hey, Dalvin Cook, I, I, I'm going to be the reason why I win this game here. All right, well, if somehow they win, then shit, I got to look at Bears completely different again for like the thousandth time <laughs> because I just don't know what to expect from Bears. But after my last time going with them, I'm all against them now. So anyway, my underdog pick for sure has to be Panthers. If 
Christian McCaffrey's back. I think they're going to win. Um, so I don't really know if he's going to play or not, but regardless, they're getting like four and a half, I think it is right now. And it might get lower with Christian McCaffrey being like a definite out. But either way, I'm going to go with the Panthers just because the way that Bucks performed last week was just awful. And Panthers, even without Christian McCaffrey, were still scoring a lot. And the Bucks defense did look amazing prior to last week. But since they looked trash versus Saints, then I don't really know what to tell you other than I like the Panthers uh, versus the Bucks for sure, especially being home. Yeah, not not a bad underdog pick. Um, I just, I just like think a hungry spread. Tom Brady is just like too scary right now. Right, I just like the far spread though. Like if if it's closer, if it's a closer spread, then you're almost like you're almost certain that that person is gonna win. Like if it's at like a plus one or a plus one and a half. Yeah, or Bears have plus two and a half. They yeah. basically just have to win. Right, exactly. So it's just like you you almost know they're gonna beat that person. They shouldn't be the underdog is what you're projecting, and honestly. All these predictions, I don't think there's one person that I can be super confident in as an underdog saying, yeah, they're definitely going to win this game right out. So I'm going to have to go with the Panthers on this one. Let's move on to the next one, though. The one to make all the bread, the one to drop all the dollar signs all over to. We got our favorite picks. Who you got, Ian? Um, I think I might have two here, so I'm going to let you start this one off. Um, I don't want to take one of yours. All right, well. Let's put this on record. I had three, but I'm only gonna oh tell you my favorite. I'm, I'm gonna tell you my favorite. I'm not gonna only tell you my favorite. I'm gonna tell you my favorite pick. My favorite pick that you will win the most money off of. I don't know what it's at now, but the Ravens versus Patriots. They have it at seven minus seven. I think that's a disgrace to the Ravens. I get their offense hasn't been looking as good as they used to, but I mean they're still the Ravens. Their defense is gonna shut down the Patriots. Make Cam look like a little bitch again, like he's been looking, and just completely get after him the entire time. And even on their uh, outside, they can completely do man to man the entire time and still win the game. So, at, at minus seven, I usually got the Ravens. What do you got? Uh, let, let's hear your other two. Also, I want to. I want to get my other seven. two is Pittsburgh versus Bengals. Um, I get it's divisional. It's minus six and a half though. At least what I got it at. So that's why I, I had it at, like one of my favorite uh, picks. I don't know about the minus seven and a half now since it's at that. I don't know if I like that that much. That means you got to score by a touchdown and plus points. Uh, yeah, plus points. So like a field goal or something, or maybe three field goals, whatever it is. Either way, once it gets over that touchdown to win more than by a touchdown, I don't really like it. So that's why it can't really be my favorite now. But it was my favorite once it opened. Man, I can't believe you didn't go with one of mine. Um, what you got? I'll start on my favorite pick of the week: Seahawks. Plus one and a half versus the Rams. I can't believe they're getting points. Honestly, I don't even know if I saw that, to be honest, but <laughs> that does sound mind-blowing. Um, Seahawks will not lose two times in a row. That would have been my underdog and pick then. Fuck that. Given points, I am taking Russell Wilson basically every week. Um, there are probably <laughs> one or two teams maybe you put the Seahawks against where I don't take that, but Russell Wilson – with all those targets, they are too good not to win against a Rams team that is just not anything special. Um, so I'm all over the Seahawks on this one. I put serious money into that. I mean, I, I like it a lot. Then you move forward, um, and I actually do have one of Caleb's here. Ravens, negative seven versus the Patriots. Patriots looked really bad yesterday in Monday Night Football. Um, almost lost to the Jets. Should have lost to the Jets. Um, almost looks like the Jets just gave up on the game. Probably wanted the first overall pick. Would you agree it's disrespectful that they fucking had at minus seven? Because the way they played the Patriots, I mean, the way they played their Jets, it's just like, for sure. how can you put it at minus seven? I guess it's not too think, disrespectful I because, it like you said, at least it's not minus six and a half. Minus six and a half to minus seven, big difference. Right. Huge difference. So I think the game should be closer to like minus nine and a half, maybe even ten and a half. But just with that minus seven, I feel really safe with that. Um, Lamar Jackson should be able to win by at least ten points. So those two picks right there, really confident in both of those. And, you know, I'd, I'd go with those all day. If you're a betting guy, go ahead and uh, pull the trigger on those. 
Yeah, so that's pretty much about it. Uh, wrap it up. If you like to follow us, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. What else are we on? We're on um now on Spotify. Spotify. We'll be going up on Spotify. If I'm, I'm this week and not next week on uh, some other podcasting uh, apps and other platforms. Th- platforms as well. Um, takes a little while to get those verified. Spotify was the quickest, so it's up there right now. So uh, I'll. You know, notify you guys when that happens. Thank you for watching. Uh, I really appreciate everything. You know, remember hit the ding ding. Yes, that little dinger dinger dinger. Subscribe right here. But before we go, real fast, all I have to say is I feel super confident in these uh, favorite picks. So if you want to throw down and hammer all that money, I mean, maybe you can throw it on me for for sure. But. I don't think it's going to go the opposite way for sure, especially at least the Ravens. And now that you're saying the Seahawks, I think those are two dominant picks for sure. Bet with us. Be part of this fandom with yeah, us. Man. Gr- grow we'll your win wealth together. along with us. All right, well, that's it for this week. Hope you guys have a blessed week and a good football Sunday. Enjoy it. Yep, we thank Weather's you. Weather's been looking nice. Have a good week, man. Peace. Peace.